I swear to God, if you don't edit that out, <laughs> there's going to be so, going to be so oh, bad. Oh, I found the opening to the episode. Welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. My name is Ricky. I'm Sean. Oh, dude. So, so I, I avoided danger. My boss called and said, no 12-hour shifts this week. So we're able to record same bat time, same normal bat channel. It's nice. It's nice. Is this it right there? Are you fix to say smodcast.com? <laughs> Cause we're not. That's we're horning in on the territory. We're taking over, Kevin. I don't think that's gonna work. I don't for even you. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know. Kevin Smith. Same bat time. It's a uh, uh, whatever. Oh, oh yes. All right. Yeah. Anyway. So I got a subject. Got, what you got for us this week? Well, I wanted to talk about something I'm well versed in. Maybe not everybody is, but did you know? There's been a long, sordid history of G.I. Joe and Transformers. I know that there's crossovers. Uh, I know none of the story behind it. Well, I'm not so I'm not so up on the stories, uh, mind you, and that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the sordid history of G.I. Joe and Transformers. Now, of course, those are both properties owned by Hasbro. So there's always been a, a bent or a, a predisposition to mix, you know, mix, mix your paint colors here. Um, yeah. And especially... Are they in the same universe? Well, that's the thing. Um, in several instances, okay. like, let's, let's start at the beginning. In G1, Transformers, of course, was only yeah. a comic book and, and a TV show. Now, they had a four-issue limited series, G.I. Joe versus the Transformers, which you know, loosely put these two together, but it was 80s, you know, they did that all the time. They had, you know, Marvel Marvel and DC would cross over and it wouldn't it wouldn't make a bit of spit. So didn't really do much for me there, but it was cool to cool to see. I still need to collect all those issues. I only have my original one I had from back in the day because it had Omega Supreme on the cover. But did you know G.I. Joe and Transformers crossed over in the G one cartoon? I did not know that. Now, you don't remember the episode that clearly had Cobra Command? Now, this is the most obvious. There was an episode that clearly, clearly had Cobra Commander in it. Had a guy called Old Snake with a face, with a, with a mirror shield face mask voiced by Starscream Chris Lotta, voiced, who did the voice of Cobra Commander, who was doing a Cobra Commander voice. In that episode. And uh, also, he had technology that the Decepticons, or some evil human guy, was using at the time. He, he wanted to he wanted to use this synthesoid technology that he knew this guy had. The synthesoid technology was showed in, in a G.I. Joe episode where they cloned, like, the entire... They made this town of Springfield and, like, drove uh, shipwreck up a wall by thinking his family was there, but it was all things that would just melt in front of him called synthesoids. Yeah, it was crazy. But anyway... Was it Springfield, Illinois? I don't know. I think it is. I think that is the town they took over. Because <laughs> hmm. it was all Cobra. Nice. They, yeah. So they destroyed the Simpsons? <laughs> Maybe. Um, 
But they also had a couple other things. Like they had uh, Marissa Fairborn was a character in uh, Transformers in, in the G1 cartoon. But And her father showed up. Her father's name is Dashiell Fairborn. Flint from G.I. Joe. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and they, they sneak in those little Easter eggs from time to time. It was really cool. You know, as anything, you know, when you're in something like the Marvel stuff they keep showing us. You know, it's really, really neat and exciting for that. And then I mean, um, they've they've came out with other crossover books. Like right now, the IDW has a has a shared universe of where G.I. Joe and Mask and Rom and all them are in officially the same canon universe as Transformers. Like even the Mask vehicles are based off of Transformers technology. Um... And, and they've done crossovers in the past. Whenever G.I. Joe was at Devil's Due and uh, I think Dreamwave had Transformers, they did a cross-company crossover. But uh, has, has Duke ever stood on top of Optimus Prime's shoulders and done like a simultaneous Yo-Jo and Autobots rollout? That it's it's probably out there. I, I I think I have seen something like that. I know there's been a because that would be pretty epic. I, I know would, there's I been a snake that. eyes on on like Optimus Prime shoulder. I know there's been a uh, at the end of the GI at the end of the Transformers run of comics in America. Whenever they came out with G two, there's a great cover of GI Joe with Cobra Commander standing on Megatron tank. A green and purple tank Megatron's hand. Um, That's awesome. Because when they reintroduced the G1 comic, because it ended at issue 80, G.I. Joe kept going. They they tried to reinvigorate Transformers G2. They just brought them straight into the uh, G.I. Joe comic and then launched their own G- Transformers G2 comic from there. But there was um, a plan by Hasbro and I've seen this because whenever we went to BotCon in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, we toured the uh, Hasbro offices, and they showed us the planned GI Joe Transformer toys. Like they had some, oh, wow. they had some mock-ups of like Power Glide as a Cobra Rattler. Like he was the he was a Cobra Rattler the size of that you put a GI Joe in, and they had a uh, a mock-up Bruticus. That was just cobbled together GI Joe vehicles. It was it was really neat to see, but they they did plan that at one time. In fact, um, they recently came out with a club exclusive. Now the club is defunct now, but a few years ago they did bring out. Uh, there was some art that came out of the Baroness with Ravage on a chain, and they actually made that figure. That's pretty cool. And I just thought it was it was really neat uh, to share that that story. You know, you can go out and get comics where where that happens, but the behind the scenes stuff and the old G one you can you can look up. It's it's really fun. Sean, we That's had awesome. we had a bunch of stuff happen this week. Yeah, we got a couple of trailers. Uh, man, let, let's start off with Deadpool. Oh, this this trailer does not let me down at all you know i you you're brought in you're like oh here we are we're seeing cable you know it's nitty gritty you're like this is gonna be a serious down and dirty trailer and no no it's not deadpool does what <laughs> stop deadpool wait does what stop deadpool does. <laughs> that was great i love it here let me do it 
Now, now, what I want to know, and I've heard a lot of people ask, are are those going to be are those uh, action figures? They are going to be the next set of Marvel Legends to come out for the movie. <laughs> that would be funny. Sheriff Deadpool. Oh, that'd be awesome. I cannot wait. I, I really hope it is because I would love to buy that. Now, now let's talk about this trailer. Uh, we got a lot. Um. It wasn't very long, but we did get a lot. I mean, that group shot. Obviously, yeah. Shatterstar was in there. And Terry I was like, Cruz. what? And Terry Crews. Terry Crews? This, yes. movie, this movie's going to be bananas. Not that the first one wasn't bananas. This is going to be double bananas. I just love Terry Crews, man. When you drink the Joe, you make some mo. Oh, office linebacker. I seriously love Terry Crews. Yeah, dude, Deadpool does what Deadpool does, you know? It's going to be something. I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about this movie. Like, is it going to be, you know, something where I'm like, oh, wow, Deadpool went a little serious? Or or is it just going to keep going as crazy as it is? I, I hope it stays as Looney Tunes as it was the first time, you know? It's some people can't stand that kind of stuff. I, I absolutely love it. I mean, it is what it is. Deadpool is a thing into himself, and if it's not for you, I, I that's fine. I don't know if we could be friends, but I mean, <laughs> that's funny. But it's uh, yeah, I, I loved it every second of it. I'm ready to I'm ready to see this. Um, yeah. but let let's talk about something that came out that I'm not so excited about. What's up with that Venom trailer? Uh, I've never been so anticipated to be so let down in such a minute 30, you know? I, and I realized it was a teaser trailer. I 100% understand it is a teaser trailer and we can't get a lot. But, do I mean, I haven't, you know, it, it, this has been said to have been based on uh, the 90s Lethal Protector and I haven't read all of that, but when did Venom get a force push? I, I don't know. Uh, well, when did Venom not be a guy covered in goo? I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean, where's, where's the goo? Where's Venom? That's my I mean, question. We've seen, we've seen that uh, split second in the tank, you know. Well, and to be honest, I mean, I, I knew it was way too early. I mean, I don't even know why they're putting out... Like, they just finished filming, like, last month. And they're putting out a trailer, and it's like, mm, I don't know if this is going to be what we want. And it sure wasn't. I mean, yeah, we we know the movie exists. We've seen news updates that you're filming it, and it's done filming. You don't... Give us some Venom. It's a movie named Venom! Yeah, exactly. I mean... Uh, I mean, Tom Hardy's used to be having his face covered. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Do you think do you think this really is going to have carnage and everything like that's been talked about? I mean, I, I don't know. I, to find out like who's playing who, you'd think information more about this movie would be out there than what is. Your trailer must have more excitement, Sony. Yes, no excitement. You can definitely tell that Marvel did not have their hand in this cookie jar. 
Yeah, not not a fan. I, I don't. Low, I don't low energy. Low energy. Not a fan. See, see, once again, I sound like a hater for anything outside of Marvel, and I'm not. I, I no, just... no, 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 no. It's not that at all. No, I mean, I just they didn't deliver a good trailer. I mean, that's that's nothing about the movie. That's just they didn't yeah, deliver a good trailer. Good. Yeah, I hope the movie's good. Absolutely. Really now let me let me ask you this, Sean. Are, do you do you need a V movie? I mean, <laughs> well. Will it redeem the TV show? We see. I never finished the TV show. I got excited about Juliet and uh, Anara being in it, and then it it petered out in like ten episodes. I was like, eh. yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is not. Uh. I mean, don't it's get not me wrong. Even as good as the original. I don't even think we've talked about the original on here before, have we? we yeah, yeah. Way back in like in the early stuff, we did. Well, I mean, V had, it was just exciting at the time. And you were a kid. I mean, you can't, really, that's one of those you can't go back and watch. I mean, <laughs> but it had, it had your Beastmaster in it. It had Freddy in it, you know, and the girl and the evil Lynn with the weird eyes was in it, eating, eating rats and, and, and squirrels on screen. And yeah, it was, it was fun at the time. It was a different take on sci-fi. It was crazy. It gave you the creeps cause they were that one Nazi kid, just he he plain got eaten. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, yeah. there was no bones about it. They like, oh, you're for dinner. Ah, uh, they ate the they ate the kid. They ate that's the awesome. kid. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things you got on TV back then. You're like, ah, uh. but um, it's awesome. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, this is one of those just. Just have to wait and see. I mean, I'm I'm kind of ambivalent about the announcement that they're working on a V movie. It it, it would have to be amazing for me to go. Okay, I mean, it, it would have to be another Independence Day. I mean, like that's one of those projects. You know, yeah. if they, if somebody told you about Independence Day back in the day before it came out, you'd be like, okay, show me what you got. I I don't I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. V V's gonna be. If they do it the right way, I'll be excited. Yeah, um, I, I just can't, I just can't wrap my head around how they how they could do that movie, a two hour format of a series like that. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that there is rumor, I guess, that they may pull some of the Game of Thrones writers to write some of future Star Wars movies. Well, it was Bindeloff and and what's his face, wasn't it? Like it was the it was the guys. It was the Game of Thrones yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah, the main two. Yes. Um, I'm kind. I mean, Game of Thrones is very exciting. Game of Thrones yeah. is one of the best things on TV right now. You know, uh, last season be damned. You know, however you feel about, you know, the breakneck speed they changed in that one. Um, it's still good, and it's one of the best things I've ever seen. I would love to see those guys take on. Uh, have a take of Star Wars. I think it would be awesome. I mean, uh, what are they doing now? Uh, you're doing a medieval opera, and what would you be doing? Uh, a space opera. You know, it, it it it's awesome. I I think it's a perfect fit. I want to see where this goes because this gets me excited. The the fact that you know one of my favorite shows gets to ha have a tie-in to one of my favorite things of all time. 
I, I love it when my favorite things all mingle together. It makes it fun. It makes it exciting. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't. But we, this definitely seems like something that would be good. Well, their track record on Game of Thrones is great. I don't know about anything else. Now, Game of Thrones is adapted directly from source material written by an acclaimed writer. I don't right. know, you know, are these guys writing? Are these guys adapting somebody else's? I don't know. They're ahead of the books right now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Yeah, but they have Martin consulting on all that, so who knows? Who knows? It may be, that may be the secret juice, you know, they got over there. If they go do this, it could be a complete flop. But, I mean, I hope not. I hope they, they bring that magic with them, but. So, so do you think these writers will be replacing uh, people they had in place? Like, do you think the thought that they're bringing these in, them in means Ryan Johnson is potentially out for his rumored own trilogy? Well, they may, it. It could be, but it also could be all all hands on deck. I mean, they may just, they may be part of the team and and you know just trying to make the magic happen. So as long as it comes out good, I'm going to be fine with it. But uh, it, I do have I do have trepidation about about something like that. I mean, I I can't just jump on it and say it's a great thing because they they've done this one specific thing great. But I, I want to see him try, so I'm I, I'm a little excited for it. N- next thing you know, it'll be uh, Daniel Elmendorf does Star Wars. <laughs> Something that'd be awesome. But oh no, we lost somebody else. They didn't die, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, Goyer is out. He says I'm out. No, no Masters of the Universe for David Goyer. Not surprising. This is not surprising. This project is cursed. This is like a Don Quixote for. Uh, uh, Terry Gilliam or whatever. Uh, you know, I just don't understand. Like, what... Okay, all right. Tell me if you can answer this. What makes somebody... You know, David Goyers, he's not a top-notch name, in my opinion. So he's not, like, picky and choosy. So what makes a guy, you know, looking always looking to do a good film like... Something like this seems like David Goyers' niche... What makes him say no? Like, what do you think are the reasons that people pick up this project, look at it, and then set it right back down? Do you well, think it's it could funding? Be, do you think it's writing? Do you it, think it could be the owners of uh, Masters of the Universe? I mean, just like the old saying, if you run into one butt during the day, you met a butt. If you run into butts all day, <laughs> you yeah. may be the butt. So, I mean, if you just keep losing directors, we may need to look at you know. Who's you know who the, who the directors are talking to? Right. Do you think maybe they're having like outstanding demands for their director, or I don't know. It just I want this project to go somewhere. Like seriously, there's there's got to be a director out there going, "Hey man, I'm sitting around. I'll take some money." You know. It well, just they... seems like something that and like you had brought up. There, there's a lot of young directors. That are our age, right? Do the or younger. Do the Marvel thing. Yeah, pull pull a new director and make him your, you know, pull a John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, just just go find somebody that you know their age is directly tied to. Hey, you probably played with He Man when you were a kid. 
Would you not love to direct the movie? Absolutely. But like I, but like Magic. I said, like I said before, this is probably one of the most ambitious ideas to try to pull off on screen. You know, He-Man being that barbarian Conan crossed with like Flash Gordon technology and it's just a really weird kind of combination that you just have to get right. I mean, you just have to. I mean, when when somebody gets it right, they'll get it right and people will love it. But if you don't get it right, you get the 80s He-Man movie. Ugh. <laughs> oh, I just... It doesn't seem that tough to me. Just sit down, binge watch the cartoons, sit around and play with some action figures, use your imagination, and come with a, come up with a cool story. Like, I did it all the time when I was seven. Come on. <laughs> Seven-year-old could do this. Uh, well, when we talk about hiring the right director, how do you feel about Michael Bay doing nothing, Lobo? Nothing. No. No. No Michael <laughs> Bay. No Michael Bay doing Lobo. No. No Michael Bay. Like, seriously, Michael Bay, if you want to do Bad Boys 3, go ahead. But that that's that that's it, man. I, 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 I can only handle so much Michael Bay, and I don't need him invading this world of ours any more than he already does, especially with somebody like Lobo. I freaking love Lobo. Why? For the explosions! He deserves way better. He does Lobo as a character deserves better. Like that that's a low kick in the nuts, you know. I mean that that ain't right. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna get hate for this. I don't care about Lobo. I don't care. I've never cared for Lobo. Why, dude? He's cool. Nah, never cared. Just like he's just a good looking character. He, he's a cool looking character. He's super freaking strong. He 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 doesn't give a crap. I mean I, I kind of like him. He, he's a slob. He's lazy. I like it. Well, I mean, in the same way, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against Lobo, but it's the same as Judge Dredd. I mean, Judge Dredd is a character I've known about, looks cool, never read any Judge Dredd. Like, the Carl, Carl Urban movie is great, amazing, and I, I will, I will. that is my version of Judge Dredd now. But I never read any of the... Uh, um, two, 2000 AD comics. Um, I know a bunch of great writers and, and artists came from that. And I, I've admired the art from that series for a very long time, but from afar. I've just never had the time nor the availability to get any Judge Dredd under my belt, which I may do so, someday. See, but it's so kind of on saying, that same plane. You, you want Michael Bay to direct Lobo? No, I'm saying I want Michael Bay to direct Judge Dredd. No, just kidding. No, I do not want Michael Bay directing anything related to anything other than his his own stuff. Direct direct Armageddon 3. Direct Bad Boys, whatever. I don't care. He Stay the hell away from my Transformers. And, and my comic book movies in general. Stay away. Shoo. Um, dude, this is, this is news that is strange to me and I'm still processing the fact that you know Joaquin Phoenix may be the next Joker well I mean if we're going to change a Batman why why not I mean I, I don't know I, what just, I don't know what DC's doing over there 
So, so do you think we we have a Batman change imminent? Oh, I mean, as as much as they've been talking about it in the past. Oh, okay, and, okay. Here you go. On a scale from one to ten, ten meaning there will be a change at Batman. One meaning Affleck stays there till the end of time. Where are you putting this? Probably an eight. You you think we're that close to the eight? Huh? I mean, if you. If you think that, then yeah, I can understand. Well, I mean, know, it, I mean, what do we know? I mean, he may steer into the skid and say, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna ride this out and make this amazing." More power to you, Ben. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, the DC universe is crashing around everybody. Um, you know, with the with the quote unquote failure of Justice League. Which, um, honestly, for the first time in a long time, I can say that that was not a failure. I do not believe that to be a failure at all. Well, talk to Hollywood. Um, You know, and they're, well, we don't know if we're going to be doing connected movies anymore. (laughs) I don't understand that. Why do you not want to connect all your movies? Like, are you that sloppy in your writing? Like, well, it requires us to actually watch our own movies, which is really tough to do. Have you ever tried to watch one of our movies? We have to actually hire writers to do this. And and they would have to actually work together. We have to pay writers. I don't understand. It's so. It just sounds so simple to. I I know we're just two guys on a podcast yakking, but it doesn't sound that difficult, especially when you have the power and the money that the Warner Brothers has. You know they can direct the money and the people in charge the way it should be. You can hire a team. You know. Say, you're in charge of this movie, you're in charge of this movie, you're in charge of this one, and I need you to all work together as well. Like, it's not that tough. <laughs> it, it really that is. Rem- that reminds me of, like, Kevin Smith was talking about, uh, he's worked for uh, Warner Brothers before, and, and of course right. he has been, you know, uh, paid to to uh, uh, advise on several projects. And he, he, he told the story about talking to you know, this comic book project coming up, and they were, you know, they asked him about, well, what do you think about writers for blah, 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 and he's like, well, guys, I mean, they're, you're adapting a comic book. I mean, have you tried talking to the comic book writer? No, 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 those are comic book writers. No, no, no. <laughs> they don't they don't know anything about movies. He's like, but you're adapting the source material and the stories that these people told. Why wouldn't you? No, 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 no that's a bad idea. <laughs> We need writers. I, I fully believe that's the way it goes. I don't understand. But but what's your take as as Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker? Um, just straight up as a as a casting, I think it's kind of inspired. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is say what you will about the guy, he is a great, amazing actor. Well, I mean, he's I mean, another character actor. I mean, he's the one that fooled us all a couple of years ago when we all thought Joaquin Phoenix was going crazy, and turns out it was just getting ready for a role. Right, yeah, I mean, he's a, a method actor. That's what you're yeah, looking for. method actor. Method, actor. You said character. No, no, no. Character actor is somebody who plays small characters. Method actor okay. is a guy who gets into his shit. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh yes, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis is the when you look yeah. up method actor, the picture is Daniel Day Lewis, probably yes. di- right. dying from a flu in Street uh, Gangs of New York. Yes, that's yeah. that guy. Gotcha. Okay, uh, thank you. The 
I, I think he'll do a great job. You know. Yeah, and maybe maybe they're casting an older. Maybe it's future Joker. I don't know. Maybe it's a guy who is. I don't know. I mean, but I think Jared Leto was great as the Joker, and I would love to see him come back for more uh, things. You know. Yeah. I, I, I know I would, but I, I, I believe we, this is once where we're in the minority, <laughs> dude. But, I mean, uh, if, if, you're, if you're going to have to replace him, Joaquin Phoenix is a great choice. I'm down with that. I'm down with it. it it's just a strange one. It'll. Uh, I want to see some makeup and all that worked up. But it'll look cool. Marvel has been at this for ten years now. Ten years. Ten years. How many films? We got fourteen under our belt that you can own with a. Hold on. One, two, Sixteen. I've got sixteen sitting on my shelf, waiting on 16. Thor Ragnarok to come out. Fixing to watch Black Panther. Yep. Dude, ten years. Oh, I mean, how much fun has this 10 years been? You know, it, the the fact that, you know, it all started off with Iron Man and that movie, you know, you, you had a lot of you had a lot of good stuff in that movie. It was just so well done. The fact that, you know, Tony building his suit. Uh, why can't I think of the actor Jebediah? Oh, what can I think of it? The dude. Please, God. Just tell me, Rick. You're, <laughs> you're just killing me. I hate you. No, no, you're gonna you're gonna you started. You finish. I'm 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 refusing to use Google. I'm trying to use my brain. Big Lebowski, come on, Tron, you can do this. You can do this. The dude Uh Jeff Bridges, sorry. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. My God. That that Iron Man movie had Jeff Bridges. You got uh, Brody, you know, he's not the same. He's he's changed up. Now we got... Uh, Brody. My God. Yeah, Brody. I said Brody. Sounded like you said Brody. <laughs> Brody, Brody from, one more time, Brody. One more one more surf. From Mallrats, Brody? No, I was, th- I was going point break, but no, I like yours better. It's a callback to the Kevin Smith. Oh, my goodness. But... What what movie do you have the best theatrical experience to out of the the ten years? Do you have a theatrical experience that stands out? Well, yeah, it's going to be my standby. Of course, it's going to be Captain America: Winter Soldier. I mean, that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Period. Um, just that adrenaline rush of that movie. It is is amazing. Um, like critically, see, I'm going Avengers. I'm going Avengers. I had, I don't think I've left the theater with as big a smile as I did with Avengers. At the end of it, you know, I I just wanted to sit there in my seat and just then that was when we seen Thanos. And it was just, wow, such a good movie. So much fun was had during that movie. I loved Avengers. Yeah, I mean, that that's hard to not be the, the best of, and easily be your best experience. Um, 
most fun, of course, would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Uh, I mean, that was the best surprise mm-hmm. of of the Marvel Universe I've had. Um, oh, the best trilogy I... of movies is going to be the Captain America trilogy. Um, you yeah. know, uh, of that. Now, don't get me wrong. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, then Captain America trilogy. Okay, don't. I'm not. I'm not going crazy here, but I'm just saying. And they haven't let me down yet with a movie. With a movie. With a movie. Inhumans is a huge letdown. Yes. Yes. But in a movie, oh. a movie they haven't let me personally down yet. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see where at least probably the next ten years takes us again. Yeah, now, you just brought up a good question. Did they have both roadies in this picture? Did they get him back for this picture? I don't think they would, but I'm just saying. I I don't think they did. That would be funny. Well, they'd be funnier if they had two Hulks. (laughs) I don't think they'd let Ed Norton anywhere near that set. No, probably not. Probably not. Oh, Dude, so I actually have some local haul this week. Although, it. It, it, it's not our normal thing, but uh, I bought a video game. I bought Doom for PS4. Uh, so anybody out there that's a gamer, hit me up. Doom, PS4. I, I've had a blast. I probably logged uh, three to four hours worth into the campaign already, and I'm already up to level 12 on multiplayer. So I just graduated to the big boys in multiplayer. Uh, you know, when, when you first get it, you go to multiplayer, you play in the beginners area and up to level 10, and then you get over to where you walk in and you're now the lowest on the totem pole and you get your face smashed. But this game is so much fun. I don't, I don't find myself getting as anxious or as angry as I would playing Call of Duty. Uh, it's doom, you know. So wait a minute. You're you're telling me that in the in the age of Overwatch and Bloodborne, there is a great Doom game out? Oh, absolutely, dude. Doom the the Doom multiplayer is actually what made the game great. The the campaign it, it's all right. Um it, it it's a little slow for me. The the, the pace is kind of slow. Uh I, I'm able to clear rooms fairly easy. You know, like I said, I've been playing uh, probably, I think my counter was over a little over four and a half hours into the campaign, and I've only died twice. Yeah. That that just seems kind of strange for me, you know? Maybe I need to kick it up to hard mode to begin, but this is just the -the out-of-the-box playing, and I I don't know. I'm having a blast on the multiplayer, an absolute blast. It it is so much fun. But yeah, dude, if... uh, you you need to pick up Doom. You will you would have an incredible time. Um nice. no children present. Uh definitely lots of blood, gore, ripping of arms off, smashing of heads. Lots of fun. Nice. I picked up uh, I was in desperate search for the uh Sports Illustrated for this week for reasons. Um but I did find it. Uh, a buddy of mine uh texted me a photo that Kroger of all places it's the only place in Batesville that carries Sports Illustrated. Imagine that. That's weird. There, that is weird. No Sports Illustrated at Walmart? No, not that I could find. Unless there's somebody camping Walmart and getting them every week 
No. <laughs> that is really weird. Yeah. Or, or it's even stranger if somebody's camping Walmart. <laughs> but That's uh, awesome. I also got, I don't know if I talked about this last week or not, but I got Masterpiece Grapple, uh, which is a great, surprisingly good figure. <laughs> uh, it's huge. Now, the Transformers Grapple, remember the big, uh, 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 lad, not a ladder truck, that was Inferno. Like, not, fi- not, not the fire truck, but the crane. <laughs> okay. In G1. I got you. Uh, sucker's big. And uh, I like it. It's, it's fun. It's really poseable. It's... Uh, They've, if you ever get into the Masterpiece line, it kind of changed at one point. It went from uh, this hybrid of toy and cartoon accuracy to vehicle is very real-world accurate to toy is very cartoon accurate. So it's a little disjointed at times, like the the Optimus Prime, the MP10 for this line, which started the, basically they rebooted the Masterpiece line, um, at, at MP10, which is Optimus Prime, who is a very uh, Diaclone-esque toy, uh, very, very toyetic, um, to where they're... So, are these things made of metal? They have some metal in them. Some of them do. Yeah, most... They're so, mostly, what do they weigh? Uh, Optimus Prime is, is pretty, pretty weighty. <coughs> the bigger ones are, are have good uh, a good weight to them. Um, the big ones like uh, Star Saber or, or Ultra Magnus are just chunks of of plastic, and they they're they have some metal in them, but they're so when these are transformed, they're they're like a statue. Like you can just pose them and let them sit. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got quite a few. Like they're the big ones are at least like twelve. Like Star Saber and, and Ultra Magnus are at least twelve inches tall. Uh, Optimus Prime's around 11 to 10. Grapple's around 10 to 9. Shockwave's the same size. Uh, That's pretty cool. Ironhide and Ratchet are maybe uh, a head under that. And then the rest of them are around 7 inches. Hmm. That's awesome. Nice. But, uh, yeah, that was a great addition. Uh, I may have to... I don't know if I'll go after Inferno or not, but if they do a release of... Oh, there's a Japanese exclusive uh, repaint of Inferno called Artfire. That mm-hmm. it was a Target Master, uh, but in in different colors. If they if they do that one, I may have to I may have to do that. Uh, that's but awesome. but that's pretty much it for my week. Now, I have watched some stuff, and and I keep talking about this. Um, that in the have you seen it part, I'm going to. I'm going to once again talk about Star Trek Discovery and how good, how surprisingly good this show is, and it keeps getting did, better. Did you finish it? I have not finished it. The the, uh, the the penultimate episode is out there to watch. The last episode comes out tonight. And I'm going to try oh. to finish them off. Um, but the story, I love where they took this story. At first, you don't know exactly what's going on. You don't know where exactly everything is, but they set it up pretty good. I mean, it's it's a little before uh, uh, TNG. I mean, not a little before TOS. Then the show just goes completely off the rails, and you're just holding on because they take it to a place and then reveal a thing that you're like, oh, God, the whole time, and uh, you come back. And then there's there's another problem that may I don't know if it's going to be wrapped up in these last two uh, 
uh, uh, episodes, but man, I'm enjoying this show. I have not enjoyed a Star Trek show like this before. I mean, just this short format show. I mean, like, you know, TNG... TNG is TNG. I mean, it, it yeah. is the best standalone Star Trek series to date. But this modern, uh, short form, 13 episodes, this may stand the test of time. It may sneak up on TNG. Dep- depending on depending on how it ends up, this first season is amazing. Wow. That's crazy. That That's some good words for it. I mean... I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, if if you if you love Star Trek, I mean, you don't have to be a Trekkie, but I mean, you watch Star Trek and you're familiar with some of the tropes of of, of Star Trek, like places they visit or things they do or maneuvers they've done or or, or technologies and that kind of thing. Uh, that stuff is seated in here, and you get those references, but you don't have to know that stuff because it's the way it's set up and done. It's done really well, and um, I can't recommend it enough. I'm really loving Star Trek Discovery. That is awesome, dude. I I don't have anything for really have you seen it other than the fact that like when when they mentioned that Marvel's ten year was coming up, we we were like, hey, let, let's watch some of the older movies. And so this weekend we have watched Iron Man, we've watched Captain America First Avenger, we've watched Winter Soldier, and then just a little bit ago we finished up Avengers. You know, the first Avenger is just, I don't think people talk enough about that movie. That movie is really solid. I love that movie. I'm And I know what it is. It's because Joe Johnson and the Rocketeer, I mean, it just fits. It fits together. You should make that a twofer. Oh, yeah. It's so awesome. I just loved it. I uh, the the acting in it is really on point. You know, it, it's the first time that we get to see a lot of our characters that we had learned about up until then. They really develop them. They they all go through, you know, some changes to personalities and stuff. And uh, it's so good. I, I just really enjoy watching Avengers. I'm so happy to have had these movies the past ten years. I can't wait to see where the next 10 years takes us, and I, I hope it's really like more like 25 years more. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you forget how well they built up that universe. I mean, by the time by the time we got the first Avenger, we already had Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Thor under our belts, and they'd already teased in, in Hulk that they were... You know, alluding to Captain America, you had Erskine's formula. You had, uh, oh, what's his face, um, uh, uh, Tarantino's buddy. Chill out, honey, buddy. As uh, right. as Blonsky. Oh, Tim Roth. Yeah, Tim Roth. As he was a super soldier, he had Captain America's uh, uh, formula in him, and and, mm-hmm. and they were teasing that, and they said it in Avengers. You know, oh, well, he was working with the same stuff that made you super, and. And they nailed it. I mean, that trepidation of, oh, they're going to do Captain America? This isn't going to work. This, this, You can't do Captain America today. We just have a different set of ideals. We have, you can't, it's not, this movie's not going to work. Oh, oh my God, this is amazing. And the hum- I absolutely loved it. The Human Torch is going to be Captain America? Oh, no. Yeah, you had no idea. It would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. But man, that's that's all I've got this week. 
that wraps it up, man. Um, this ends episode 96. We're getting so close to 100. It, it's I, I, I'm in awe that we're this close to 100 episodes. 100 weeks of doing this. This is crazy. So, so find me on social media, at Maynard98 on Twitter, at Maynard98 on Instagram. Uh, if you want to talk to both of us on Twitter, it's Not So Southern G's. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Not So Southern Gentleman on Facebook. Get Hit us up on Messenger. Give, get us any questions. Guys, I, I send questions into other podcasts, and they get read all the time. Send us some questions. We'll read your questions. Do it. Don't be scared. Listen, I, I know how many of you listen on a regular basis, so I know who I'm speaking to here. I know you people can find a moment to send us an email. You better do it. I'd appreciate it, please. Thank or, you. not so southern gentlemen, I'm Ricky. And I'm Sean. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>